live from Joe Rogan's basement. It's a word-heavy Thursday edition of Biz Nuggets. Joined, as always, by exhaustive Emma Lurking and miserly Matt Muscardi. I'm what you get when you cross a turkey with a duck and a chicken. In today's unheavenly bag called February 3rd, 2022, Damien and Emma go billionaire snark fishing. Matt gets angry. And Emma continues to crush on the metaverse. Wow. Yeah, Emma loves the metaverse. <laughs> she pretends to I went for it. the first time. Uh, can you imagine if the metaverse offered Taco Bell, Emma would basically die oh. happy. Wow, I can't wait for my um, epitaph to read loves the metaverse and Taco Bell. Because apparently that's who I am now. <laughs> that's what it will. It's what it will. Here we go. Here's the headline. Billionaires get rare shot at NFL glory with Denver Broncos sale. This, is a, this sounds like oddly sexy. Yeah, it's a weird headline. <laughs> this Bloomberg article is 764 words. On word 714, the article finally mentions Brian Flores' lawsuit accusing the NFL of pervasive, pervasive racial bias that was announced yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is how Bloomberg describes that lawsuit. This is the only sentence it uses to describe it. According to Flores, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, the billionaire real estate developer, instructed him to tank as many games as he could during the 2019 season, dangling a $100,000 reward for each loss. Uh, what? Yeah. That, yeah. That's the summation of... That's <laughs> it. That's That, that was okay. the lawsuit. All right. A few things because I'm angry at Bloomberg. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, number one, it took three people to write this article. Number two, it is magically tone deaf. The lawsuit explicitly states in certain critical ways, the NFL is racially segregated and is managed much like a plantation. It's 32 owners, none of whom are black profit substantially from the labor of NFL players, 70% of whom are black. But so instead of writing a gossip column on which white dude billionaire might buy the Broncos, why not embrace the moment and ponder the NFL's first black ownership group? Well, what about the tanking? The article even cites Oshuck's phony white dude quarterback Peyton Manning as one possible buyer. How about Gasp speculating on an ownership group consisting of former black players? Wait, are they former black or are they former players who are currently black? black. I'm just saying, Bloomberg... <laughs> We are one day removed from a potentially culture-shifting moment in the NFL, and you're relying on your decrepit Rolodex of creepy billionaire names like Jeff Bezos and Donald Trump. Yes, both names cited in the article. Blech. Side note, this actually has nothing to do with you, Bloomberg. The NFL spent four months investigating deflated balls in 2015, but it took only two hours for the NFL to conclude that Flores' racial bias claims are, quote, without merit, end quote. Sounds like a bunch of Theranos investors. Am I right, Tim Draper? Oh. This is called extremely awkward and inelegant foreshadowing. Aw. Well, I like when you get angry, but um, today is special for me, too, because I'm reintroducing a segment I used to do called Anger Nuggets. Beautiful. Love it. Why learn the news when you can rant the news? Here are your dueling headlines. Facebook lost daily users for the first time ever. And 
Facebook says Apple iOS privacy change will result in 10 billion revenue hit this year. Yeah, First off, I should be giddy about both of these. First off, misleading headline alert. A headline reading Facebook lost daily users for the first time ever made me positively giddy when I did read it. It's a fake public company headed by a college dropout dictator sporting libertarian Peter Thiel parrot on his shoulder. Losing. That's like the governance equivalent of standing up after sitting in the center row of a nine-hour American Airlines flight. It's awesome. It feels great. But that feeling lasted a whopping 12 seconds because I actually read the fucking article. Here's the third sentence in the article. Quote, the number of users active on Facebook each day dipped ever so slightly from 1.93 billion to, wait for it, 1.929 billion. (laughs) That's the number they use? That's the number they use. What a fucking pointless headline. Not only does the article not include Instagram or WhatsApp, both of which are still growing, but can you even say dipped for a 0.0005% drop? What the hell is that? Who cares? Don't make me, this is why I'm angry. Don't make me revel in the demise of a company that still on aggregate has more users overall than it did is entering the slimy waters of the metaverse. Uh, and uh, basically is a throwback to the 1800s where everyone can still use the N-word and 3D grope your happy cow avatar when the reality is Facebook is still winning. I hate that. <laughs> Headline number two. This one I like. The anger I reserve for headline number two is actually for our very own Emma Lurking. Oh, good. Finally. Hi. Can we... Can we can we just take 30 seconds to celebrate the fact that Apple, the forced labor employing mega distraction company, one day decided that users might actually value not being digitally tracked on their way through the non-metaverse, which is now that's actually what I'm calling Earth from now on, the non-metaverse. Okay. And by that one decision will cost the college dropout in chief 10 billion dollars this mm. year that's on that's on revenue from 70 billion dollars last year mm-hmm. so facebook just admitted that basically rooting through your trash can outside and collecting your used yoohoo bottles and expired eczema medication is worth 10 billion dollars and just for reference 10 billion dollars is all of what nordstrom made last year <laughs> facebook is losing an entire nordstrom because Apple told it to stop peeping through your window. Emma, can we now celebrate Apple a little bit? Putting aside labor issues and whatever, just for one second, because regulators, users, advertisers, and investors have all failed to do what Apple just did with one tiny rule, which is to kick Zuckerberg right in the crotch. Those are the anger nuggets for today. And Emma, before you speak, I can see your ears. Uh Uh-huh. And celebrate Tim Cook. <laughs> Do you it. can't make me look. I'm I am happy about that. You're right. I can celebrate that for Apple. But it's also concerning on another on another level that they have so much power and can do that. Anyway, moving on, here's the headline. Oh. Oh. 
World's super rich drive 77% surge in super yacht sales last year. I know this isn't usually my Ooh. thing, but it's populist math time. Yay! Hey. 887 <laughs> super yachts were sold in 2021. The average price of a super yacht is about $225 million. So $200 billion were spent on super yachts this year. That money would have solved world hunger, according to the UN estimate, 33 times. Just saying. I'm just saying. 33 times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But sadly, there don't seem to be quite enough super yachts to go around. Pesky supply chain issues for custom-built boats in a depleted second-hand market are leaving poor billionaires scrambling for ocean-polluting monstrosities of their dreams. Steven Spielberg just listed his old yacht for $158 million to make room for his new yacht. Steven obviously needed an upgrade. But this brings me to my second nautically nauseating headline of the day regarding another high-profile <laughs> super yacht owner. Thank you. Um, this is a good one. I like this. Jeff story. Bezos' new super yacht to force dismantling of Dutch Bridge. Jeff's. Yeah, we got sent this by a listener. Yeah, we got too. sent this by a lot of people. Multiple, multiple sources. Jeff's 417-foot sailing yacht called the Y721 was built in the Netherlands and is currently stuck there because some stupid, culturally and historically important bridge is in its goddamn way. So in in order to get to the ocean, the boat must pass through the uh, De Hef Bridge in Rotterdam. But as far as Rotterdam politician Stephen Lewis so beautifully said... This is really going a bridge too far. Thank you, Stephen, for making Aww. that joke so that I don't have to. I also no. want to pause it at the end of this that the company that built the yacht is actually the one paying for the dismantling of the bridge. It's not the city. Not Jeffy. It's not Jeffy. Aww. It's not the city. It's the company. Can Boston. I celebrate? Can I, can I just add that historically speaking, only two entities have fucked with that bridge. This is historically yep. speaking. This is not. I'm not like. I'm not opining. It's the Nazis. Yep. <laughs> no. I'm. Yeah, no. He's right. Don't laugh. <laughs> this is fact based. This is fact based snark here. Uh, the Nazis and Jeff Bezos. I'm just saying. <laughs> I. Got, it's. What about? What are you gonna that's do? That's the more populous I, math. I'm not saying he's a blank, blank, blank. I'm just, I'm just All right, here we go. All right, that's it on my super yachts. Speaking of silver spoony super yacht enthusiasts, let's just end the show there. <laughs> One of the first investors in Fraudy Shammy Theranos, billionaire investor Tim Draper, Ooh, says he's still. Says he still respects Theranos and convicted founder Elizabeth Holmes. Last month, he said, This verdict makes me concerned that the spirit of entrepreneurship in America is in jeopardy. If this scrutiny happened to every entrepreneur as they tried to make this world a better place, we would have no automobile, no smartphone, no antibiotics, and no automation. Interesting. More recently, he chimed in with, it's almost anti-American to go after somebody who's trying to, as she said, change healthcare as we know it. <laughs> that's a great. <laughs> that I just say that's a that's a beautiful quote. Uh, he also said that Theranos was attacked by the media too early, and that it was forced to sort of fail, sort of fail. <laughs> and when asked if he would still write Holmes a check if he could go back in time, Draper said. 
I don't think I'm allowed to go back to 2003. I don't have a time machine. He's so clever, this guy. <laughs> that is clever. Uh, it's worth noting that a Draper... Logistic argument to going back in time. <laughs> it's worth noting that Tim Draper is against Sarbanes-Oxley regulations. The law enacted as a reaction to a number of major corporate and accounting scandals, including Enron and WorldCom. In fact... The bill passed 97 to 0 in the Senate on the same day in 2002 that WorldCom revealed it had overstated its earnings by more than $3.8 billion. That's almost like 40% of a Nordstrom. The only thing (laughs) that would pass the Senate 97 to 0 today would be a bill on spelling the word bill, B-I-L-L. I'm actually not convinced of that yeah even that might be a contentious battle my hat <laughs> is off to you tim draper i hear the broncos are for sale something tells me you're the nfl's ideal kind of owner you might want to look oh, into that that's a, innovation that's not a bad mood for tim i agree uh, but speaking of ownership do you love debt mm. Do you I do. crave that delicious <laughs> feeling of tethering yourself to a bank for the next 30 years of your life? I mean, <laughs> <my> life. <laughs> you probably already have an IRL mortgage, but have you ever considered a virtual mortgage? If not, please. I've got to call it that. Allow me to introduce you to a metaverse mortgage. That's right. You can finally rack up real debt for fake property in a fake reality. Yay. Just give (laughs) TerraZero a call. (laughs) They develop, acquire, and finance metaverse projects in multiple metaverses. In fact, they just sold their first metaverse mortgage for a $45,000 commercial land parcel in the entertainment district in Matt's metaverse of choice, Decentraland. Yeah, I I hate to cut you off right Uh here, but I would like to add all this is real. This is real. Yeah. Yeah, We do a lot of metaverse (laughs) stories (laughs) and they all sound ridiculous. Yeah. But this is real shit. They just did sell a mortgage for $45,000. For uh, a piece of land in an entertainment district <laughs> in a metaverse. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and look, this is a bit and it sounds like a bit, but it's also very real is the sad thing. But just said that the said details that. about this metaverse mortgage, which I'm renaming meta mortgage. I'm sorry. It's right there. Someone has to take it. It's not that clever. Emma. Detail. It's just <laughs> easier. Details are scarce. Unfortunately, yes. it's a two year loan. There's a credit check. The amount of the oh. significant down payment is unspecified, and TerraZero wouldn't reveal the yeah. interest rate on the loan, and that's the part where I'm, Whatever. look, all of this sounded great to me. Obviously, this is all perfect and amazing, but oh, when I didn't hear that there was no interest rate, interest rate specified, I was pissed. But TerraZero CEO Dan Retzik said this about metaverse mortgages, and I quote, Everybody wins. Young people can't own properties in the real world right now, but they can certainly <laughs> own properties in the metaverse. This in this case, I like think everybody actually Everyone means Terra Zero. Um, yeah, yeah I'm feeling does. great about my propensity for virtual property. But I ended up taking a little trip to visit the parcel of Decentraland properties Terra Zero owns, and I was immediately, immediately brought to what seemed to be a hall of paintings and videos of virtual naked women. And on that note, I think my avatar and I are going to go take a nap because, frankly, I'm a little metaversed out. That's it. I, yeah, your grammar, 
your grammar sucks a little bit because you showed me a picture. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to be. It, it is. It's a hall of paintings <laughs> and videos of virtual it is. naked women. No. I mean, all for sale. Yeah. All for sale as NFTs, by the way. Um, and this show is an NFT because you're listening to it digitally. So uh, is that true? Is that the way it works? No. Get your mortgage on Free Float Media. We are Free Float Media. That is Damian Rollis and I'm Lurking. I'm Matt Muscardi. Today was an angry batch of terror nuggets no, is really what it was. If you want more but better come tomorrow because tomorrow is when we have fancy expert time with our fancy expert Emily Chu from Morgan Stanley slash Calvert and she's going to play the good game with us and if you like the good game or anything real and good you should check that out otherwise tune in later for more biz nuggets goodbye